Hey, it must be Friday night. Give me just a second here. <laughs> hey, I'm your humble host, Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Donna Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated but never duplicated. And uh, this is the PowerPoints of Victory Radio broadcast. Broadcasting on the Survival Radio Christian Network, we do radio 2 million downloads strong. And my engineer tonight is Rosalind Cooper. Roz doing a great job as per usual. And uh, this is the last Friday of the month of May. And um, I'm busy downloading shows from off of uh, the, the uh, Survivor Radio Christian Network blog talk site. And I ran across my, 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 my time when I was doing rants, you know, the January rant, February rant, and so forth and so on. Uh, so it's the end of the month. This is not going to be a rant. This is going to be a very um, – how do I say this? This is going to be a podcast where I do my utmost to explain why I have been doing podcast radio since perhaps it was 2011 or 2012. I started with the Lance Curve Network. Uh, Lance reached out to me on Facebook. That's when Facebook was cool. Uh, not all the rubbish that's going on now and, and was going on back in the 2016 election. Um, and then from there, I, I moved over with B.B. Uh, Watson, B.B. <clears throat> Watson and Friends, her network. And um, I, I, I did podcast radio there for a while. And then <clears throat> Mr. Clark Garrison reached out in uh, September of 2013, and it took took about six months, I guess, for me to get to a position to uh, go ahead and move over to this network. So I've been doing podcast radio for quite a while, and you know, people listen to me, uh, they hear my broadcast, and sometimes they ask me, well, you know, you know, how is it that I do my content? Where do I get my content from? Uh, people who see me do the broadcast, you know, I have bullet bullet points. And they're like, you know, how can you do a, a one-hour podcast with just bullet points? And, th you know, the answer is I, I'm really speaking about life experience. I, I speak about uh, scripture. You know, I say almost every broadcast, you know, this is about empowering people for success. Okay. We all go through ups and downs. Tide is out. Tide is in. Things are up. Things are down. Uh, the weather is calm. The weather is rough. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and when you get to the age that I've been blessed to arrive at, you know, I'm I'm not a young man anymore. I don't wear young men's clothes anymore, as the old people on the island would say. You arrive at that place where you really want to pass on life wisdom and an understanding of scripture. There is a force out there. Napoleon Hill talks about it. You know, the most powerful single book I have ever read is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, I've read the Bible tons and tons of time, you know, cover to cover, various variations thereof. I've read the book of Enoch. I've, I've studied the, you know, Testaments of Solomon. I've studied uh, most of the missing books of, of Scripture, if not all of them. You know, I talk about the 1611 King James Version had 80 books. There are 14 missing today. I have, I have read or studied I want to say all of them <clears throat> and so many other documents. I mean, there are documents that they won't let us see, the public, you know, the average person out there, 
that actually talk about what happens when we die. These are scriptures. So tonight, what I'd like to do with this podcast, because the time has come where this phase of my life is, is closing out and I'm moving to another level as far as podcasts, I want to use this broadcast to explain to people why it is that life, winning in life, is a long game. It's a long game. It's not a sprint. It's not a marathon. And the purpose of my podcast is to assist people to shorten the learning curve, the, the, the wisdom curve, you know, the acquisition of wisdom. A big difference between me as a younger man and the man that I am now, I'm going to say is life experience. I've got a lot of it through, you know, I, I was an avid reader when I was a young man, when I was a youth. You know, I would fall asleep and you know, my parents' home, mother and father, married, and, you know, I had, like, encyclopedias, and I would fall asleep with the encyclopedias on my face. You know, there was no Internet then. Yeah, I'm, I'm from the Stone Age. <laughs> and um, even into my, my 30s, you know, my, my 20s and 30s, I was just a very avid reader. And, 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 and even though I deviated out there and things became extremely crazy, it was – it was it was reading of documents and books and being around more experienced people, older people, older women, you know, instead of hanging around with the youth, um, I got more involved with older people and, you know, the wisdom. And even though it didn't percolate at that time, you know, you have coffee and, and you put the water on, but there's not quite enough to, to, to have the water percolate through and actually, you know, make a cup or a pot, whatever – it wasn't quite percolating through, but over time, things did begin to percolate. And we arrived at a place where things were so messed up and so mashed up in my life. And I arrived at a place in 2004 where I just made a core decision that I was going to change my life, and I didn't care what I was going to go through. I didn't care, you know, how long it took. I didn't care. It just didn't matter. I wanted victory or give me death. You know, I mean, it, it just it came down to that. I'd rather die on the road to victory than just have things continue to go the way they had, do, they had done. And I went through a supernatural transformation on the night of January 6th in 2005. Nowhere near a church. Nobody was laying hands. Nobody was praying. You know, um, my life was completely shattered and busted up at the time. Um I went to sleep. God gave me a dream, another of a long series of dreams over the years, and I've had many since. And when I woke up, everything was just different. But I'd made a deal with him because someone had come to me and said, write down what you want from God. And so I made a list. I made a list of, of what I desired. He didn't say what I want. He said what you desire. I made a list of what I desire. And I made a, a list of what I would do for God, all right? Now, let me speak about God. This is, this is Christian radio, and I say this every podcast just about. I'm not a Christian, okay? I walk with God through Jesus Christ, who is the word of God. I don't follow Christ in terms of what churches talk about following Christ, okay? I follow Christ because I follow the word of God, and, and that's a very key distinction, that's a very key distinction. 
When Jesus said, come follow me, he didn't mean follow him, the person. He meant follow him, the word of God. When we understand the word of God, we apply the word of God, we operate within the word of God, and the word of God becomes one with us, and we become one with the word of God. John chapter 17 kicks in, where Jesus is actually praying. This is actually the Lord's Prayer. And there's a verse that, that, that he says, he, he's talking to his father, and he's making reference to his disciples. And he says, as they are one with me, I am one with you. So when we become one with Scripture, we become one with that force out there. Now, it doesn't matter to me whether you call that force Allah, whether you're Baha'i, Confucius, uh, of the Jewish faith. It doesn't matter. Once we recognize that there is a force out there, right? And so we, 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 we want this broadcast to understand that the, the covenant that I made was that I would allow this force to use me. And I never dreamed as a, as a lad. The last thing I ever thought about that I was going to be involved with was Christian radio, doing podcasts, speaking about this force, uh, speaking about Jesus in any form or fashion. I'm a licensed and ordained reverend, licensed and ordained evangelist. I never thought any, I mean, that was the last thing on my mind was getting involved with churches. Okay. And yet here I am. I wanted to be a medical doctor. And God says, no, uh, that's your plan, my plan, and now I'm a doctorate of divinity. So I'm still Dr. Johnson, but I'm not dealing with the body. So there's many things that, that, that I want to share tonight, close out this phase of our journey. And, and, and when I say close out, uh, this is the month of May. I started with Survival Radio Christian Network, May of 2014. This is May of 2020. And uh, we probably have maybe another four or five broadcasts, and then uh, uh, things will, will, will kind of be moving to another level for a while, a different level for a while. So we want to take time tonight to share some more wisdom and to bring people to understand the purpose of these broadcasts is to empower us for success, Okay. I don't have to meet you personally to know that there are so many people that are going through personal struggles out there. And as I'm doing this podcast tonight, I'm reading on my Twitter feed where today, uh, because of, of what happened to that gentleman in Minneapolis with the police officer, you know, literally just handcuffing the man and putting his knee on the man's back until he was dead. I mean, that's, that's what the video shows. And, you know, all of the social unrest that's, that's brewing out across America and what have you. As the United States seems to be falling apart at the seams in the midst of probably the most devastating, um, devastating pathogenic organism that I have ever heard about in my lifetime, you know, I read about the Black Death. I read about the, the flu pandemic of 19. 17 through 1919, but something that I've actually lived through, this has got to be the most devastating thing that I have never in my life heard of any disease, neither did I hear from my parents, neither any of, of the old people who would be grandparents, of diseases that were killing doctors the way this is, this is killing, killing doctors and nurses who are treating patients and so forth and so on. And, and I, I, could, I could burn a lot of airtime just getting into that. So with all this stuff that's going on, 
people are searching for an answer. And I'm hoping that the hundreds and hundreds of podcasts that are out there from this man with this voice, as the Spirit of God leads you to them, that they will be of comfort and they will be of encouragement, that you will know that the gladiator has been through so much for so long. And when I came out of that transformation that I referenced earlier, the gladiator is, is who came out. The polishing wasn't finished. The, the chiseling of, of the sculpture, it wasn't finished. It's still not finished. But the man that I was, all of that, was part of what was required so I could be, be and become what in my future, the man that I am and the man that I'm becoming. God give me life and health. So we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break tonight. We're talking about winning in life is a long game. I'm basically going to be sharing wisdom on a lot of different topics. I hope that these things will be of comfort. I hope that these things will be of encouragement. You know, as we end May of 2020, uh, 103 or 105,000 Americans are reported to have died from this COVID-19. Florida is being called out. I was just reading not 10 minutes ago, 15, 20 minutes ago, that the pneumonia cases that have been reported in the state of Florida for 2020 for the the uh, typical uh, uh, flu season, you know, uh, February through May, I think was the parameter that was uh, whoever it was put the chart together. Uh, they compared 2015, 16, 17, 18. There was not one year that was over 900, 950. Some were less. And so far, they've got like 4,000 plus pneumonia cases reported amongst the, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of COVID-19s in the state of Florida. So obviously, there are a lot of COVID people dying that are being reported as pneumonia cases because that's the only way you can explain this huge, you know, fourfold uh, increase in the number of, of, of pneumonia cases that have been reported. That's not to mention the increase in strokes and the other um, uh, methodologies that COVID is killing people that are going on on death certificates. So we want to make sense of what's going on. And most of all, we want to be able to get through this and come out the other side more prepared and, and, and better focused to become what we desire. Because the Bible says the race belongs not to the swiftest, but to those that endure to the end. That's the old covenant, I mean the new covenant. And there's also a verse in the Old Covenant that says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Okay, and I want to say that's from the book of, book of Psalms. Okay, So God is not a man that he should lie. That's also in Scripture. So all we have to do is stay focused and don't get involved with all of this political stuff that's going on. Wear your mask. This is a disease. It doesn't care what color. It doesn't care what political party. Neither does God, by the way. Right? It doesn't care about any of this stuff. I've, I've done podcasts, a number of them, on variations of we have to separate from people. You know, uh, it's written in the word that unless you're prepared to leave mother, father, sister, brother, for my name's sake, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus said that. The application, unless you're prepared to kick a whole lot of people to the curb, you're not going to get free from drugs. You're not going to get free from whatever's holding you back, and, and you're not going to make it to the next level and get there. 
and stay there. You know, it's like climbing a, a, a very tall tower. When you get to the first floor, you're going to meet people who are there, and they're comfortable. You've got to keep on going. Don't get comfortable with the people who are comfortable. Keep going. You get to the second floor, you're going to meet people who are comfortable. Don't get comfortable with the people who are comfortable. Go to the third floor. Don't get comfortable, et cetera, fourth floor, fifth floor, sixth floor. To me, when I think about Jacob, all right, this is book of, book of Genesis. Book of Genesis, yes. Jacob, when he, when, when he was running for his life and, and, he, and, and from, from Esau, and he put his head down on that rock, and God gave him that dream of the ladder that started on the earth, and it went up into heaven, and he couldn't see the end of the ladder, and there were angels going up and down. I, you know, I, the, the, to me, that ladder says, that's my destiny. I just have to keep climbing. Don't stop. Just keep going, because the race belongs not to the swiftest, but to those that endure to the end. Winning in life is a long game. And those angels, Scripture says, he will give angels charge over you. They are your personal butlers. But having said all that, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break. Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Don of Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated, never duplicated. PowerPoint to Victory Radio Broadcast, broadcasting on the Survival Radio Christian Network. We do radio, 2 million downloads strong. My engineer tonight, Rosalind Cooper. Rod, you got the helm. Don't go away, folks. We'll be back in two minutes. company needs a voiceover professional, call me at 646-504-1376. I'm Dane Reed. That's 646-504-1376. I'm there for you when you need live announcing for events, company voicemails, commercials, professional voiceovers for important videos, voicemails, and anything else your company might need. Call me at 646-504-1376. Interested in doing voiceovers? I also do consultations. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are a part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. You may have heard the phrase, deals are done on the golf course, but do you know how that happens? The book Nine Holes, Nine Goals will provide hole-by-hole guidance on what to do and mistakes to avoid during a round of business golf. Pre-order your copy today at NineHoles9Goals.com because closing deals on the golf course is no longer just a phrase. You can do it too. SRN Survival Radio Network.
We're back from our first commercial break. My uh, engineer, Rosna Cooper, doing a great job as usual. I am your humble host, Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Don of Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated, never duplicated. Uh, this is the PowerPoint to Victory Radio broadcast, broadcasting on the Survivor Radio Christian Network. We do radio 2 million downloads strong. And uh, we want to continue with our topic, which is uh, <clears throat> that winning in life is a long game. Winning in life is a long game. What do we mean? What's that all about? What is meant by winning in life is a long game? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching um, YouTube tutorials right now because, you know, as I mentioned a little previously, um, I'm having to take this, this, uh, this content to a whole other level. I never thought of myself, for example, as, as a creator. You know, um, I'm looking at different platforms, and, 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 and so they have this terminology now called, you know, uh, people who are creators. I never thought of myself like that. I mean, you know, every Friday night, I, I you know, I, I just dial in to, 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 you know, the relevant engineer, send, send the show docs and, and what have you and so forth, and, and, and we do the broadcast. And, you know, I have, I must have 200 shows, minimum, 200, 250, maybe 300 shows altogether between uh, Lance Curve and B.B. Watson and, and uh, Survivor Radio Christian Network. And so now it's like, well, you know, what do I do with all this content? And while God had me practicing with Lance Skurve Network and then learning about the engineering end because I engineered my own shows. And, and so, you know, this is why, for example, Rosalind, when, when there are little issues going on and you send me text and I'm like, no problem. It's because I've sat where you are looking at the laptop with the different you know, little things and so forth and so on. I've had to do that for myself. So I may not be looking at the same board you are because it might be designed differently, but I understand, you know, the game, quote, unquote, as it were. And then, of course, you know, now I'm, I'm, you know, I wound up 2014 starting with one of the most prestigious stations on Blog Talk. There are like 65,000, 70,000 stations, and uh, Survivor Radio Network, the parent company is in the top 3% uh, of all, okay, as far as downloads and, and followers and what have you and so forth. It's been quite an honor. And it's an example of how life works. We, 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 we are led to go into areas where we are uncomfortable, but the being uncomfortable is practice. You know, my first career out of high school, out of university, was I was a high school teacher. Remember, I said early on I wanted to be a medical doctor, and here I wound up as a high school teacher. I was frustrated. Okay, I did a good job according to, you know, the students and 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 you know they they've grown up and we reconnected through Facebook. You know, many years ago, when I was doing Facebook, and they were like, dude, you know, you you did so much for me. You know, you you taught me and you taught us and you prevented us from from getting involved with this and that and so forth. You know, I remember a young man, um, Charles, um, in a class called 11F, which was for 11 special, special ed students. And I wound up there as a, as a, a, a replacement homeroom teacher. The homeroom teacher was a female. She had gotten pregnant. She went out on maternity leave, okay? And, um, you know, middle of the year, I'm, I'm brand new to these children. I'm this tall, lanky, 
skinny guy. And here was this dude, Charles, this big, muscular, you know, one, I mean, just, you know, and they used to call him Stomper. And he would just get up and walk around the classroom. You know, just get up, walk around the classroom. And I knew this dude could pick me up and snap me in half. Okay. So I had to come up with, you know, how do I, how do I deal with this? And I, and I was led to, to pull him on the side one day. And I says, look, I, I need a, I need a prefect for my class. And he's looking at me. I says, you know, when I have to go to the office or I'm not in the classroom for whatever reason, I need someone to just be sure that, you know, everybody stays quiet. I mean, if people talk low, I, I don't have a problem, but, you know, we can't have a riot. What have you, so forth and so on. So he became my prefect. And I, I, I wound up leaving uh, Hawksville High School, 1984-85. And when I got back there, it was like 1992. So that's like, what, a five, six-year, seven-year window. And I went to, there was a Winn-Dixie store. I don't know if it's still open. That's why I say there was. There was a Winn-Dixie store out in a place called Lukaya. And I went into the store. I'm walking around. And all of a sudden, this, 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 this man comes up, Mr. J. And I turned around. And here's this big, stocky guy. And he just, he just walks up to me. And I'm like, you know, hi, whatever, and so forth. And he's like, I'm Stomper. And I went to shake his hand, and this, 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 this gentleman just came up, and he hugged me. I mean, it's like he almost hugged the life out of me. Just hugged me with so much love, you know, so appreciation. He says, Mr. J, I just want to thank you because, you know, and he just went into all the different reasons and stuff. So I says, well, what do you do here? He says, I'm head of security. And I looked at him. He says, yeah. I run the security at this store. There's however many people, and, and I stay on top of the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if it wasn't for you, because everybody else treated me like I was stupid, and you treated me like a young man, and you kept telling the whole class not to worry about what people said about us, that if they had a problem, don't take it up with the teachers, come to you, and you were always faithful to step up and, 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 and solve problems and so forth. You were hard. You were fair. But you looked out for us, and, and it changed a lot of lives. And I just want you to know that. But you see, God was using all of these experiences way back when to prepare me to do what I've been doing for the past six or seven years on podcasts. This is why I can get on podcasts with bullet points, and I can just share life experience, as I just did, for example, with, 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 with Stomper, okay, and the experience I had with him, all right? Uh, it's the same thing with all of us. Life is a long game. We go through stuff now preparing us for our destination. And this is why I've, I've, I have been so faithful through these years. Because, see, with, with SRN, the hosts, we pay for access. This is not where we're hired on to do these things. We do these things out of love. We do these things out of commitment. We do these things because we care about people, people whom we will probably never meet. But we are all united in something called humanity, you see? And it doesn't matter what language you may speak or what religious system you may follow, okay, or what part of the world you may have been born in, or whether you were born from, from poor parents or wealthy parents or in-between parents or whatever the circumstance. 
God created this earth like a garden. And yes, there are a lot of weeds out there, and we get it. You know, Jesus talked about the goat and the sheep and, and the wheat and the chaff and so forth. We don't have time for that tonight. I've covered that in all kinds of podcasts, which, you know, we're planning on 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 doing some things with these podcasts. And we hope that you will follow us and you will support us in those efforts. Those 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 whoever, you know, God touches your heart and touches touches your spirit to do so. But the key thing is to understand that to be immortal is not to live forever. To be immortal is to leave a legacy of love and a legacy of empowerment to people. You know, those who are my regular followers, you know, I'm always, I, you hear me so often refer to what the old people said and, and, and the old people this and the old people that. These are people who have closed their eyes. But they instilled in me and many young men and women like me, you know, in the Caribbean, the idea that even though they may not have had a lot of education, because when they were growing up, you know, the Caribbean English speaking was part of the British Empire. And the British, you know, I've spoken about Christians and how, you know, Christian as a religion is a very, you know, it's a supremacist type of, of religion. Uh, they would not allow uh, the general population to get educated beyond in the Bahamas. It was the eighth grade. For you to get educated beyond that, your people had to have money to send you to places like Queens College. And, 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 you know, what you known as QC and Nassau and, you know, places like that, and then off the university and, and what have you, you know, to become a lettered man. But they had what was called mother's wit, and they would share that with us. And so it's my hope, my mother's wit, my father's wit, my, my life experience has been a benefit to so many people. And this is why we've been doing these broadcasts, you know. Why is it that that with all heck breaking loose right now around you know in 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 the United States and 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 the Bahamas and and the Caribbean you know this pandemic that I'm able to just be here right now and know in my heart that God has a hedge of protection around me and around those who are in my charge as we move as one, okay? Because there are spiritual principles that operate. And these things have been operating before Jesus Christ. The hedge of protection comes from the book of Job, okay? You know, first chapter, second chapter, Satan is in front of God, and he's, he's raising Cain because, you know, he's bragging about what's going on and how he's got everything all tore up. And God says, yeah, but check out my boy Job. And, 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 and Satan says, yeah, but that's only because you put a hedge of protection around him that, that I can't penetrate. Jesus Christ hadn't walked the earth yet. So having this hedge of protection has got nothing to do with Jesus Christ. It's got everything to do with being one with that force, you see? But again, it's a long game. We don't go from rags to riches overnight. This is not a fairy tale. This is not a three-hour or two-hour or one-hour movie that you look at, and then you go off into the, sun, you know, into the sunset to live happily ever after. Because guess what? There is no really happily ever after because even when you're happily ever after, there's still challenges and stuff that come up, you see. And we have to understand how this happens and how this works and how to work it so that we get to the next level and the next level and the next level that I've been referencing earlier in tonight's podcast, you see. 
why is it that I do these podcasts? Because I've come to understand that to win in life, it's a long game. We're going to have to go through periods of doing without. And a good example of that is, you know, in the United States, they've got these people who every time there's some kind of crises, they want to buy guns. They want to buy meals ready to eat. That's that military food. You know, they want to learn how to cook on stoves and all the rest of this crap and, you know, form militias and, and they're against the government and, and all the rest of this stuff. And then here comes a pandemic and governments, state, local, start saying that, look, everybody's got to stop working for a month, maybe two, so we can get, a, get, get control of, and, you know, put a lid, whatever it is, you know, uh, 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 you know deal with this, this unexpected pandemic. And these people can't last three weeks or a month without rioting, not the way people are rioting now, but, you know, to me, when a bunch of armed men put on combat gear and show up at a state capitol, Minneapolis, with guns and go into the government building and take it over to try to force the, the government, you know, duly elected uh, to do what they want, I would call that a riot. And, and on that topic, let me explain riot white people style and riot black American style for, for people, okay? Look up Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921. Look up Rosewood, Florida. I forget, 1920, 1919, 1920, around that kind of time. Right? Those were white people rioting. In fact, I did a podcast about white people rioting in Denver, Colorado, which you know, eventually when, when I get to this next phase, it'll be out there. Um, I mean, more so than it is now. Um, you know, go to www.pinterest.com forward slash PowerPoint 101 for right now to see or to listen to the podcast that I have there. That's what when white people riot. They do like you see in the Westerns. You know, they go to the sheriff's office. They drag somebody out. Uh, they hang them. They do all kinds of stuff. In fact, that's how postcards were created. In the United States, they would grab a black person. That's where picnic comes from. It was pick a N-word, Okay and burn them and carry on by. Then they would take photographs, okay? And when the photographs were, 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 were printed, you know, developed, whatever, they would put people's addresses on the opposite side of the photographs, put a stamp, and mail it to them. And that's where the idea from postcards came from. This is true. This is real. And picnic comes from, like I said, pick a Negro, okay? And, and you know, you change that the way you want to. So there's a lot of stuff, you know, we're seeing black people riot now in America over this, this man with this cop with his knee on the guy's neck for 10 minutes, 9 minutes, 8 minutes, okay? And he's not arrested. Neither police officer helped him. I digress, but I'm just saying, all right? So we have all of this stuff that's going on. Um, we're not supposed to really get involved with this psychologically, see, because there's always going to be confusion going on. And I may be kind of straying here and there. I'm kind of being led by the spirit, okay? I'm here tonight, and I'm not concerned about what's going on out there. I'm concerned that it's happening, but I'm not concerned about it because my core spirit is still focused on the long game. Why? Why? Because winning in life is a long game. 
there will always be distractions. There will always be things going on. The whole key thing is to do your best to navigate around them, through them, under them, over them, but try not to have to go through them if you can avoid that, you see. Okay? Let me double-check my time. Yes. Let's go ahead. Let's take our second commercial break. Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Donna Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated, never duplicated. PowerPoints of Victory Radio Broadcast, broadcasting on the Survivor Radio Christian Network. We do radio two million downloads strong. My engineer tonight, Roz McCooper. Roz, you got the helm. Two minutes, we'll be back. I'll be sharing more of my wisdom. I'll be explaining more of what is it, why is it that life's winning is a long game. We'll be right back. Okay, so we're just going to go ahead. Apparently, um, engineer's having some, some, some issues with the board. <clears throat> so we were talking about why it is that life is, is, is you got to play the long game and you got to stay focused. You know, people are going to die. People are going to, people are going to leave you. There's going to be unforeseen circumstances. Uh, we have to be like, like, like the Starship Enterprise from back in the sixties, you know, classic Star Trek. When you get hit with that photon torpedo and everything gets to shaking, rattling and rolling and stuff is sparking and flying all over the place. Or another example would be the uh, uh, USS Sea View from uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea with Richard Basehart. You know, you can look that up on YouTube. And every time they got, you know, every episode, the ship was racking and raking and stuff was sparking and flying and carrying on. And somehow at the end, they, they came out all right. You know, we have to be like Jackie Chan in those Jackie Chan cartoon adventures where, you know, he'd be thrown out of the building and somehow... Uh, you know, we would, we would, uh, uh, he would be able to, to, uh, you know, grab, grab some kind of uh, rope on the way down or, you know, some kind of something to get out of the situation. We have to be like those cats that when they get thrown up in the sky, that somehow we always land on our feet. In fact, I remember after my mom passed that uh, a good friend of hers in Nassau, when she saw me, uh, she said, you know, your mother always said that, you know, you, you, uh, she just didn't understand that no matter how things went with you, that you always seemed to land on your feet, you, you know, making reference to me. And, and looking back at that time, I, 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 you know, I, 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 I don't understand how either, except I always had dreams of, of a better tomorrow. And the, the dreams have changed. The goals have changed over time. But it was holding on to these dreams and this vision of tomorrow that kept me motivated and kept me moving and kept me pushing forward to take things to another level and, and to endure the, 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 the circumstances and the situations that I was contending with. You know, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I had a, a wife who passed away on me. I've been divorced. I've, I've had to divorce a lady. You know, I've, I've, I've been through so much stuff and, um, you know, I, I had issues with, 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 uh, you know, chemical addiction and, and, you know, being homeless and just all sorts of stuff, you know, all through the years. And what I found out was that these things made me stronger, that these things made me a better person in the long run. While I was going through it, people, you know, disrespected me. People called me names. 
people who should have helped me didn't, and they used that as the excuse not to help me. And then when I was on my feet after that transformation that I spoke about earlier in this podcast, and they want to come up talking about, hey, Red, you know, the women, or guys would come up talking about, hey, what's going on, brother? And I would say, hey, everything's cool. I'm being diplomatic. But in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, but two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, when I was going through this crap, you wouldn't give me the time of day. Now I'm your brother. Why? Because I got some money in my pocket. Because my life has changed. I've changed. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You have to understand, too, that I recognized that uh, people get angry with you when you're going through stuff and you won't get in the mud with them the way they are while you're going through stuff, see? In other words, for example, you know, if, 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 if you're a husband and your wife has left you, now the guys want you to go out and party and, and, and just carry on out there and so forth and so on, and you don't want to get involved with that. Now they want to call you names when in your mind – you're looking at this is something that I have to go through, but I'm keeping my mind on my destination because what? Winning at life is a long game, you see? You know, eating at, at, at quote-unquote soup kitchens and you're sitting down at a table and, you know, at that time I'm in my 30s, 40s, whatever, and I'm looking at fellows who was my age that I am now, maybe a little older, and they're complaining about life and they're complaining about all sorts of stuff. I came to a place where it dawned on me that what they're really complaining about was that they had opportunities to get it together, and for whatever reason, they decided to miss the boat. And I say decided to miss the boat because you're not going to miss the boat unless you really choose to. I mean, how do I say this? There are times when the boat leaves without you, yes. The boat left without you, that wasn't the boat that you're supposed to catch. When the boat you're supposed to catch comes along, you're going to catch that boat because you will do whatever's required to be on that boat. Even if you've got to jump in the water and swim out and grab a rope and be dragged for 20 miles until somebody realizes you're on that rope and they pull you in. But you will be on that boat. You may have to travel all the way across the water holding on to that rope. But that's the boat that takes you across, see? And being in that water, cold, and hanging on for dear life, that's all part of the journey because winning at life is a long game, okay? And so, you know, getting back to, you know, this pandemic thing and so forth, you know, you have no idea as I speak to you tonight of uh, the tremendous what should be super stress on me as an individual because things that I was planning and thought was going to be going on at this time, say back in October, November, uh, 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 September, of 2019, I had no idea that six months later that things would be the way they are, uh, but God is closing doors and opening other doors because he's showing me that to win at life, it's the long game. And if we keep our minds, bodies, spirits on walking with God through the word of God, right? remember Jesus said, follow me, John 1.14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, so long as we stay in that word and we keep doing our best to walk according to the word, situations just seem to come out that we just continue to land on our feet like a cat. See, this is sort of like a recurring theme. I kind of deviate down a cul-de-sac and come back, go down a cul-de-sac and I come back, you see. So 
again, the focus tonight, why is it that I do these podcasts? Why have I been doing these podcasts? Because I want to leave something for people. You know, the technology exists today that somebody, you know, like Philip Ungari over there in Kenya, who's named the son after me. You know, I spoke about that many, many years ago on podcasts. I can touch his life. I can touch the life of of his young man because he can tune in and he can say, see, well, you know, Daddy, why would you call me this name? See this man right here, this guy on the radio, this guy called the Gladiator? And I got the name Gladiator not because I was born with it, but because having gone home, being at a bar with a, a buddy of mine, we grew up together, and, you know, we were there. And a gentleman came in, walked past, came back. He said, Richard, boy, that's you. He turned around. He said, boy, look here. You know, doing my best Bahamian at the moment. You see this man here? This man is a gladiator. You have no idea what he's been through. And look at him now, Dred. Look at this man now, you see? And the gladiator name came to pass. Because when it was time to start getting into, say, writing books or, you know, getting on the Internet and stuff, I wanted a name that would be unique and a name that would be catchy, and the spirit said, you see that man? That man spoke a word, the gladiator. You have to be that gladiator, and that gladiator is inside of you. He is, or she is, speaking to the ladies. You know, you got to go through to get through. You got to, you know, just keep toughing up and keep going. It doesn't mean you get mean and vicious, although you have to behave mean and vicious to get through stuff. Because some people only respect mean and vicious. You know what I'm talking about. But in your spirit, you're meek and humble. In other words, I'm no better than anybody else, but I'm determined to get to wherever it is God has destined me to be. Because winning at life is a long game. And we have to go through a lot of experiences to get to where we're going. We have to learn a lot of lessons to get to where we're going. We have to keep climbing up that ladder you know, Jacob's ladder. We have to go through stuff like I did shows on Joseph and how his own family sold him into slavery. But if he had never been the slave, he would never have learned how to run, uh, uh, you know, how to, how to the Egyptian language and so forth and so on and the Egyptian customs. If he'd never been to prison, he wouldn't have learned how to be an administrator and run a huge department and make it profitable for, for the, for the, the, the uh, pharaoh. And when time came, you know, he went to sleep, Joseph, the Semite from the dungeon. And when he went to sleep the next night, he was Zaphonoth Paneah, the savior of the Egyptian empire, and the governor, the number two guy in all of the empire. Because Egypt wasn't a country, it was an empire. They don't teach it like that, Christians don't. But it was an empire, North African empire. Okay, And I did say African, not European, because those people were Africans. But he had to go through that. Imagine what he felt. See? See? But he didn't understand the journey until he had come out on the other side of the process. You see? But he was anchored in certain things that kept him going along the way. And they kept bringing him to success at that level. And then he would look what looked like a setback was a push forward because he had, it took him to another level and it looked like it was taking him back, but it was the next level, a next level of training because he couldn't be the governor to manage everything if he didn't know how to manage 
the jails and the prison system. And he couldn't manage the prison system if he had to learn the language and customs of the Egyptian people uh, when he was, you know, the, the, the head of household, the head slave, the head guy at Potiphar's house. And he never would have been in Potiphar's house if his brothers hadn't sold him into slavery, see? But in the end, when his brothers came to see him, you know, way, way, way years later, didn't recognize him, okay, and he finally revealed who he was. They were trembling with fear because all they thought about was the wickedness they had done, but he had come to understand that in order for him to become the Egyptian governor to save his, he had to go through this long process in order to get there. Why? Because winning at life is a long game, okay? You know, we see this again and again and again, again and again and again. When you look at many of the successful people of the old covenant, when you look at, you know, so many successful people in life, you find that for many of these people, and this is why reading biographies, see, there's nothing wrong with reading people's biographies, you see. Churches will tell you, oh, though they are not Christians, you can't read that. You know, I walked away from the church because there was just so much stuff that just holds you back from understanding how to walk with God through the word of God. Because they have tradition, you see. And Jesus even spoke against tradition. Read your Gospels. You know, he says, you hold the traditions of man as though they are the commandments of God. You know, he rebuked uh, the Pharisees and, 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 and Sadducees behind that. You see, that would be your upper class conservatives, you see, because Jesus was a liberal. He was a liberal. So if you're listening to this podcast, no, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm here to help everybody. That's why I was created. And I believe that's why you were created, because you're listening to this podcast. You know, you may not understand your purpose yet, but there are so many motivational speakers and successful people through the ages who've spoken to the effect that if you become an older person and you don't understand, you know, uh, the purpose that you were here for, the God-given purpose, you know, not the tradition and social purpose like you see with a lot of these old people trying to take America back to the, to the 1830s, okay? You know, the God-given purpose. If you don't understand that, then I guess maybe it's not time yet. You're not ready. And I'm not going to speak something and say you're never going to get it, but, you know, walking with God is a two-way street. He says if you draw, draw an eye to him, he'll draw an eye to you. So regardless of how bad and crazy things may be looking, okay, understand that the podcast series that I've, you know, God has led me to put together through the years, that these things are here to empower people for success. And you know who, who's been most empowered for success doing all of this? Me. Because weekends used to be a time when I would go out and party. But now you know, all through these years, especially from 14 on, you know, Friday nights, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, didn't matter where I was, you know, I'm, I'm downloading shows and I'm making lists and there's very, 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 very few shows that I didn't make it on the air. I think right now I've got maybe three shows and I've gone through almost three and a half years of, of, of downloading so far and there's three shows. And, you know, one of them I know for a fact that I was out on a job and I couldn't get away. You know, it just took, it took too long. 
and a couple of times, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night. You set the docks in, you go to sleep, and then I slept through the alarm. But I was ready. I wasn't out there doing what I used to do. 12-step had said, you will always be this person. And I'm saying this person because, you know, people use 12-step for marriage infidelity. They use it for gambling addiction. They use it for this. They use it for that. And everybody gets to thinking that they're stuck, you see? You're always going to be poor. You're always going to be this. You're always going to be that. How many overweight people, you know, you don't see them for a lot of years, and when you see them again, that woman walks right past you, and you're like, you know, Diane, Georgiana, you know, because you don't recognize them. Or they come past you, and you don't even recognize them at all, and they come back and say, what? You can't say something to me, and you're like, well, who are you? I'm like, I'm Georgiana. And you're looking, you're looking at a person, and you're thinking of this big, heavy set, overweight, triple chin person, and now you've got this fine-looking lady in front of you. See why? Because that person decided that they were not going to buy the rubbish that people can never take things to another level. That you will always be. See that always be? That's those people. Uh, what is it? Second Corinthians five and seventeen says we become new creatures in Christ, meaning the Word of God that the old person dies and a new person is created, see? And it's when I came to understand that, okay, when I kept running across that, and I was looking at the name changes of Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah, and I was looking at, uh, who was it, Jacob, all right, uh, whose name was changed to Israel, and Joseph, whose name was changed to, to uh, Zaphonopaneah, and then there was a fellow in the book of Judges, and his name was changed, okay? Um, Gideon, I forget what the, his name was changed to. But the name changes meant that you weren't that person anymore. So as we close out tonight, remember, winning at life is a long game. You are the gladiator. The gladiator spirit lives within each and every one of us. Whatever it is that you choose to create, whatever it is that you choose to become, you know, you want to be the best teacher, the best doctor, the best lawyer, the best plumber, the best electrician, you know, the best whatever, you know, it is that you're choosing to be. Remember, it's a long game. There's going to be tied out. There's going to be tied in. But we all have to remember that the race belongs not to the swiftest, but to those that endure to the end. Good night. I, you know, I just I want everybody to just stay safe, wear your masks, practice social distancing, stay out of problems, and may God continue to bless you. Good night, Roz.